Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, and this morning we have our first guest host. Man, listen, we told y'all that we was going to be rotating uh, guest hosts. That's right. You know, throughout the year, because, you know, Angela Yee has moved on to uh, have her own show, Way Up With Angela Yee, that debuts, uh, I think, what, Black History Month? Or the Chinese <laughs> New Year? Which one is it? I think it's around Chinese New Year. Okay, so we got our first guest host. Uh, I'm sure you know him. You've seen uh, you've seen him on a million things. You've seen him on you know Wild and Out. You've seen him on uh, well, he he owns his Hollywood own platform Unlo- called Hollywood, Hollywood Unlocked. Unlocked. You've seen him on you know Love and Hip Hop. You've seen him at every single party all across the world. He has his own <laughs> show right now. That's right. It's his called own Nice Show. What's it called? The Jason Lee Show. I was going to say that, but Jason Lee is here. Jason Lee, it ladies and gentlemen. It always sounds crazy when you introduce people who have their own show and the show is named after them. Right. You got to say, from the Jason Lee Show, Jason, Jason Lee. Lee. <laughs> Drop on the clues bombs for Jason Lee, man. Good morning, brother. How you feeling? Man, first of all, put some respect on the Breakfast Club, man. Yeah, this is early as hell. <laughs> and I got a bunch of rules in front of me. I'm, I'm gonna try not to break them. Is there like a mute button or like a dump? Uh, there, I do have a dump. You see that that dump? Okay, they okay. put that there. Well, for, usually for Charlemagne, but it'll be for you too. I've right. never seen any of those rules ever in my life, Jason. Mm-hmm. Ever. 
Well, I know you broke every single one. Every of them. single one. Absolutely, of them. he's broke every single and, one of those. And Jason roles. is still dressed like he's going to somebody red carpet right now. Okay, <laughs> getting dressed right this now. morning was a whole situation because I had a different outfit on, but I was like, "Yo, I don't." Yeah, tomorrow I will definitely be dressed differently. Well, the cameras are on. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, the cameras, cameras are on. Yes. Yo, the studio is lit. Yeah, new studio. We this is our first week in a new studio. It's we got new cameras. Everything is yeah. digital now. It's. It's different. Yeah, I gotta bring y'all like a gay flag or something because I know you usually have gay toys in Charlemagne, but no, we had the gay we had the gay flag in the old studio. But you know what I want to happen in this studio is like all of that stuff that we collected and just accumulated over time. So I don't even know where that nice. stuff is at now. Yeah, we tossed a lot of that old stuff out. So yeah, like you said, we'll accumulate some more stuff and make the studio new and in, yeah. in hours again. And, and, and today we don't need the gay flag. We got Jason Lee. <laughs> yeah, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. I said, yo, uh, yo, I ran into Envy at the White House. We we missed you. Oh, I chose not. I chose not to go to that party. I told you that. Yeah, Jason. you did. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, he I wasn't going to go to that party. He doesn't go anywhere with large crowds. Yeah, usually. and I mean, not even just. It's not even just the large crowds. I just didn't want to be uh, in that vicinity because when you then critique them. You know, then they act like, you know, why are you critiquing us? We invited you to the White House. Oh, I got an email proof of that last night. Yeah, they're not happy. You know, when you tell them the truth, I mean, that's all we're here to do. They don't like it. So, uh, yeah, my response to them was probably not happy. They didn't make it happy. What were they upset with you about? Yeah, what you do now? Well, they want to have a lunch with the vice president, which I said I'm down with. But then it became, oh, well, let's do it in February. I'm not only meeting y'all when it's Black Black History History Month. What the hell? I'm not that guy. (laughs) That was the other thing, (laughs) too. Because when they invited us, I had other partners that told told me, love, well, I'm going on to this one on Thursday. And I'm like, on Thursday? And somebody else was like, well, I'm going to this one on Saturday. I got bamboozled. So I'm like, hold on, it's a bunch of different parties? I got bamboozled. Yeah, because when I got invited, I thought it was the holiday party where no. I would see Mary J. Blige performing in Mariah Carey. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. Fat that was, Joe. That was the Black Christmas party. Us. That was the Jingle Jangle party. Man, That's we, what that was. Yeah, that, that one did Well, first happen. of all, Envy was so late to get down and take... Did you get a photo with the president? Nope. <laughs> he was late to get his photo. <laughs> Man, I wouldn't want no pres- I wouldn't want no picture with Joe Biden anyway, though. Well, they put me next to a bunch of white people. I was trying to edit myself out, but I just feel like the photo in the background would be warped. So I just they right had now, white people at the black media well, party? on this side it was like shade room revolt. On this side it was Hollywood unlock and a bunch of white people. So yeah, wow. Yeah, it wasn't a black media night. It was just media night, and all the black people stayed with oh, each I other. I thought it was black media. Nah, night. nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah. It's, it's just all, oh. all the black people stayed on one se- one section, and then <laughs> y'all the segregated white- the white house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Segregated. felt like old times. <laughs> I walked around the white house. I walked around the white house asking all the white people, "Were you in the crown?" They were like, "No." <laughs> Uh, we'll never get another invite. But all right, well, let's get the show cracking. Uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner will be joining us this morning. The legendary Malcolm Jamal Warner. I mean, you know, he's in a new Fox show called... Um, Accused. Accused. Mm-hmm. But you know Malcolm Jamal Warner. Theo! Theo from the Cosby yes. Show. Malcolm and Eddie. And found out a bunch of other shows that I didn't even know was on. Yes. So we'll kick it with him in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But let's get the show cracking. Of course, we got front page news. Speaking of Joe Biden, they found some more uh, classified documents. The hypocrisy surrounding this story is nuts, but we'll discuss. We'll tell you about all that. And now let's get into some new music. This is Moneybag Yo, Glorilla. What you on? Moneybag Yo. Man. Glorilla. On what you on? Who record is that? That's Glorilla. Moneybag Yo. Moneybag Yo. I'm about to say, drop on the clues bomb for Glorilla because she's three for three. That's hard. And regardless of the record she presented the radio, but Mm -hmm. either way. Yo, she killing it. Man. Drop on the clues bomb for Memphis. Lord have mercy. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the God. Jason Lee is our uh, celebrity guest today. And let's get in some front page news. 
Now, Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin has been discharged from the hospital nine days after he collapsed during a game. Now, doctors say we've completed a series of tests and evaluations and we spoke with the team physicians and we are confident that DeMar, well, DeMar Hamlin can be safely discharged to continue his rehab at his crib. So when they say rehab, rehab for what? Rehab just to get back uh, to his regular everyday life or rehab well, they to get haven't back mentioned to football? football? No, they haven't mentioned football, I guess, okay. to get back to regular life. I'm, I'm sure football is, is secondary in his life. Which is the most important thing, right? Like, you just want to be able to live. Yeah. Huh? Well, this is why I never play sports. Well, that and I was gay. <laughs> <laughs> gay people can play sports. No, they can't. <laughs> no, I, mean, they, I mean, I guess they can. I mean, they can. They just can't stay in the game professionally because they don't want us in there. I'm sure you know a lot of athletes that are gay. James, even if they're not openly. Yeah, well, they don't slide back. I tell you, I have a problem. They, they don't want to be on Hollywood and Mike like I would ever do that. But yeah, nah. Oh, they think if you try to highlight them in the DMs, then you're going to put of them course. on course. Oh, mm. my God. Now, yesterday, there was a lot of planes that were grounded. FAA uh, was trying to figure out what happened yesterday. The system went down, and Pete uh, Buttigieg spoke about it. What people need to know is that FAA will always act to make sure that passengers are safe. And part of what you saw this morning was uh, an act of caution to be sure until it was 100% airtight that the system was working properly, even just for delivering messages, uh, that that we had that ground stop. Uh, But I do think that broader question is a real one. Uh, What are the redundancies? What are the backups? What are the means to make sure uh, that a disruption like this does not happen? Uh, Because you... you, uh, what you saw this morning was uh, something we haven't seen in a very long time. And we need to design in, in a, a field that's changing a lot and is going to be changing a lot more in the years to come. But we need to design a system that does not have those kind of vulnerabilities. Okay, Pete, stop acting like you don't know what happened. Okay, that was a cyber attack. I All think right? so. Somebody tapped the jaw of the U.S. just to let us know. Yeah, to the point to where they grounded the planes. I mean, I was on a flight the other day. I'm already nervous, but now I'm, now I'm really nervous to go home. Yeah, that doesn't just happen. No. The FAA system doesn't just crash. If I read yesterday correctly, they said that hasn't happened since 9-11. 9-11, yeah. So I know they're not going to tell us the truth, just like they won't tell us the truth about extraterrestrials existing. But somebody tapped the U.S.'s <laughs> oh, jaw yesterday. Goodness. I don't know if it was China, Russia. Somebody tapped the jaw a little bit. Now, last, I don't know if you remember, Joe Biden was on 60 Minutes, and he was talking Does about... Joe Biden remember being on 60 Minutes? No, he doesn't. But he was on 60 Minutes, and he was talking about uh, classified documents they found uh, from Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago. What did you think to yourself, looking at that image? How that could possibly happen. Okay. How anyone could be that irresponsible. Okay. (laughs) And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? That's what we think. By that I mean names of people who helped, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. Yeah, I agree. That's why you're getting donkey today today. The second batch of classified documents have been found at Biden's office. A second batch. A second batch. Now, Now, this is not the original office. This is another place they found a second batch. The hypocrisy surrounding this story is nuts. Now they're saying it's not the documents that are that are the problem. It's the it's the uh, the obstruction that was the problem. Like they say, Trump obstructed justice by not turning the documents over when they asked. And I knew that was part of it right. with Trump, but I also thought the documents were the actual issue because folks said they didn't know what was in the documents. Could be nuclear codes, or you know, could be Trump selling classified information to foreign entities. But with Biden, folks are like, oh, well, classified info slips up all the time. It's the obstruction. That's the difference. I mean, I mean, a lot of people take paperwork home from... I mean, I'm probably going to take some of these papers home with me tonight. You're not but the not president, Jason. <laughs> Goodness well, gracious. I mean, the president... Trump has done everything. We, he put Spider-Man all over the Capitol, over there, all the white people climbing up the building. Ain't nobody been to jail yet. 
No, people got locked up for that. They ain't in prison. They not in prison. Well, no, I think some of them got prison time. One or two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One or two of them. Well, they haven't been labeled terrorists. We know there's different rules for those people over there. And they're definitely domestic terrorists. But I just don't like the double standard that exists because they literally are saying now it's the obstruction that's the difference, not the actual classified documents. But all they told us over and over with Trump was, no, we don't know what's in those documents. You just heard the president say that. What could be in that information? Now it's classified info slips up all the time. I hate the double standard that exists. And I watched every. MSNBC and CNN last night and the coverage of that story was very very minimal I didn't see them talk about uh, Biden on CNN until like 10 o'clock at night I was sleeping by then it's unbelievable alright well that is your front page news get it off your chest 800-585-1051 if you need to vent phone lines are wide open again 800-585-1051 it's the Breakfast Club good morning the Breakfast Club Wake up, wake up, wake your ass up. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, I want to say one thing. What? You want to say why one you thing? Give, um, why you didn't give the girl who give, um, who hit the guy with the bowling ball come donkey of the day? You, that's a good question. I haven't seen the video. I heard about it, though. Yo, that was some bull****, but you gave Dana Howard, um, what's the white guy name? Dana, Dana White. Dana, Dana Howard sang a song called Freak Like Me back in the day. Love with Dana Howard. Yeah, I know. I love that song, too. But why you didn't give that b****, uh, um, Jesus. Donkey of the Day? I don't even know her name. I'm gonna look it up. I think she, I think she might be deserving of a donkey today. I think you're right, sir. She gotta get two donkeys of the day. Okay, why you drinking at this time of morning, bro? You just leaving the club? Yeah, why you ain't drinking? <laughs> That's when you know somebody's drunk. Why you ain't drinking? Why you ain't drinking? Why you drunk? Why you ain't drinking? Those are hours when he leaving the club, though. Definitely Hello? leaving. Hello, who's this? This is Jordan the Welder. Good morning, Breakfast Jordan. Club. Good morning, morning, Jordan. Get it off your chest. I just wanted to wish a safe and happy and healthy pregnancy to all the pregnant women out there, including myself. Congratulations. Congratulations. You got a little weld on the way. Thank you. Yeah, can you guys look at my Instagram page, please? What's your Instagram page? What's your IG? Jordan the Welder. Yeah, Charlemagne follows me. Yeah, I didn't know you was pregnant. I didn't realize you was pregnant though. Well, congrats! You, I see no pregnancy photos up there. Yeah. Oh, how many oh, months? Oh, watch my stories. I am six months. Oh, well, congrats! Me, Enjoy it. Yeah, let Enjoy me know where your it. registry at, Jordan. Thank you. I appreciate it. You have a good one, Mama. You too. Bye. Hello, who's this? Hi. Hey, how you doing? How's it going? What's your name, bro? Uh, Rebel Jesus from Detroit. Rumble, oh boy, you the uh, poet? Yes. All right, you got some poetry for us this morning? Goodness gracious. Oh, <laughs> sure. Go ahead. Before I was on this earth, I was wrong. Went from being the myth to born the legend. The funny thing is, Pops made me a high-level peasant. He wasn't oh, even boy. present. A deadbeat. <laughs> Barely even spoke to me until I was dead me. Three days later, I was on my feet. I got up out of there. Went to see my peeps. Told them I was out of here. Time lapsed over 2,000 years. Now I'm doing poetry in front of descendants of those who murdered me. But I'm not my dad. I won't hold you accountable for something you didn't ask for. That's how you cause a domino yeah, we'll effect. All right. Well, um, what, what else do you do, bro? <laughs> Jason Lee, do you have any thoughts? Um, that that cadence just put me to sleep. I can't. And, and Jason's already kind of oh, sleepy because okay. he's not used to being up this morning. So you supposed to come up here and give us give him something to pep him up, okay? I mean, he could never survive in Wild Style. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well, Malcolm Jamal Warner's coming uh, later, and, and yes. he does poetry uh, a little better than you, bro. Okay. You don't have any other goals for the new year? <laughs> what else you doing? Well, I, I do podcasting as well. Oh, no, 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 no. What else? What else do you do? How you make money? Oh, man, I just got a regular 9 to 5. There you go. There you go. Stick yeah. with that, Stick man. Stick with yeah. that. What is it? Merchandising. There you go. That's Amazon, FedEx. All right, that's all I ain't mad at that, bro. Huh? Stick nah, with the merchandising. Good. Great benefits. Mm, it's all right, benefits. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, have a good one, bro. Yeah, keep growing. You're going to grow in that company. <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. And Jason Lee, he's our celebrity guest host this morning, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Seems like it's all fall. It's all fall, and if it's all fall, what we gonna do? Yeah, now you're yeah. right. How are we gonna get goods and services? It's gonna be hard getting goods and services. It's already, it's already takes a long time to get right. goods and services yeah, now. Yeah, nobody's gonna be doing work for free out here. But like, they're trying to box you guys out anyway, because they're trying to create electric trucks that, uh, electric 18 wheelers that w they won't actually need drivers. So I mean, that's that's gonna be real yeah. tough on your industry. Let, let, let me ask you something. Do you trust the truck, uh, a, a truck going down the road 80,000 pounds with no driver in it? I don't. I don't <laughs> But but if you see What they're doing On the, on the bridges and tolls You know what I mean There's no more people there anymore Now it's all electric So all those people Lost their jobs If you look at what they're doing In the trains and the buses A lot of those people Have, have lost yeah. their jobs So it, it's going to be Real difficult out there Robots take yeah, it over Yeah that's true That's true Hey Hey, hey, hey MV I got, a, um, I got an idea for you though I know you're still doing The, um, the, the, uh, the car show stuff right Yes sir all right, I know. I got. I got a crazy idea. Not a crazy idea, but right, well, stay on hold. Stay on hold. Why would you tell the world stay on hold, that? Yeah, stay on hold, bro. man. Stay you ain't hold. even trademarking or nothing <laughs> yet. Right, I'm just sure. Stay on hold. Good. Hello, who's this? Yo, good morning. Stevie Steve from Delaware, comedian. Stevie Steve, Delaware comedian. What's, What's up? up? Happy New Year. Happy New Happy Year. Happy New Year, brother. Well, I'm sitting in my parking lot. I think I'm good lives. I got to go to work today. What? What did he say? Sitting in my work parking lot thinking of a good line, saying I gotta go to work today. You're already oh. there, bro. You might as well just go in. You're already there. I know, man. It's hard. There's a lot of diseases floating around. Pick one. COVID, the flu, <laughs> RSV. But if you sit in the hey. parking lot, you shouldn't be hey, calling me, on the radio. Y'all let me co-host. I'm gonna true. save my good life when uh, I come co-host with y'all. There was actually a podcaster poet who just called it. I think y'all should team up. <laughs> yeah, y'all should get together and do something together. <laughs> we should give up. Yeah, yeah call it parking lot podcasting, a parking lot poetry, something, something with parking yeah, lot well, poetry. I'm trying, I'm trying to be on anybody comedian and friends uh, comedy show. So hit me up. Ah, they hit you up, bro. Jesus Christ, man. God bless. Those are the people we deal with each and every morning, Jason. Wow. I'm sure Jason yeah, gets know, those kind of people too. Yeah, no, not really. Really? Yeah. I'm just saying, people who think they people who want to be. On or who want to get in position but have done no work to be there? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Some of them are on Wild and Out, but, you know, they make it to, like, the first episode and then Nick sends them home. Well, Jason Lee is our uh, guest host this morning. He's going to be handling right. all the rumors. And we got rumors on the way. What are we talking about? Man, they say Gunn is out here the new 6 9 industries. But Whoa. He's, he's defending himself. But, <laughs> he's doing all hot. Whoa. What? Nah. Why, why y'all this, uh, this disparage of cancel culture when it comes to snitching? Gunn is the new 6 9 and I got that coming up. Whoa. All right. <laughs> Jason Lee, ladies and gentlemen. Rumors on the way. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hello, 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, 
iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, can you do something for me? Why did you drink more 21 Savage to do so much for him, man? What is he wants 21 to get at his ops. He wants 21 to get at his exes. Jesus Christ. All that for Drake, a collaboration? Drake, Drake not trying to mess up that visa. You're right. My goodness gracious. <laughs> he ain't stupid. That's exactly what it is. Well, our guest host for today is Jason Lee. We got rumors on the way. What are we talking about, Jason? Listen, we're going to talk about gunner snitching in a minute, but before Whoa. that... What? <laughs> Why does everybody get so uncomfortable when I say that? You're coming Whoa. so hot. Well, listen, listen, it's early. I got to wake myself up. But no, there's this non-funny comedian named Gerard Carmichael. Whoa. I have not watched the Carmichael show. I don't care about what Carmichael show was great. I, well, I'm sure it was, but what wasn't great Wait, was... Wait, hold on, hold on. What? Go ahead, go. go. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping. Jesus, I'm gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. On The Breakfast Club. All right, go. What well, was the rumor report, but this is Jason Lee with the T. Get into this. So Gerard Carmichael, he hosted the Golden Globes the other day, mm-hmm. and it was really black. Everybody, all black excellence was in the house get, getting uh, honored, but he was not honoring an icon who actually died there. So the Whitney Houston estate is now sounding off because at the Golden Globes, he gave a joke that wasn't really that funny, and this is what he said. We are pressed for time, but they wanted me to shout out the venue that we're in. So we are here live from the hotel that killed Whitney Houston, the Beverly Hilton, uh, you guys. So uh, that's very exciting. Just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, Gerard, my guy, but that joke didn't make much sense because the hotel didn't kill Whitney Houston. Like no. what, what Whitney was doing in the hotel, unfortunately, you know, killed Whitney Houston. It was a corny joke. But this is the crazy part. In 2012, we had that party with Whitney the day before she passed away. This year, we held our award show, the Hollywood Unlocked Impact Awards, at that same hotel. So we actually did that in honor of, you know, just the memory and relationship we have with Whitney. Yeah. So it was, uh, so the Pat Houston, this is the family spokesperson. She spe- she's speaking out, and she called the joke disappointing. And she went on to say that the, the Whitney Houston estate uh, is disappointed in the joke and felt it was in poor taste. Yeah, maybe if I he would have said, maybe if he would have just said, this is the hotel where Whitney Houston you know, passed away. In. Just mentioned it would have made more sense, but I didn't get the whole. Because she's an icon, she's a legend. Yes. Well, he's, he's gay, right? Yes, he is. Yeah. The, the entire LGBTQ community is pissed. I'm here to speak in, on behalf of all of them. So, <laughs> all gays everywhere. Man. Oh, because Whitney's a gay icon. I mean, she's yeah. an icon. Period. Yeah, she's an icon. Period. Yeah. But like, we honor her, and it's it's interesting because yesterday I actually spoke to Monica, and Monica, when we were in the conversation about something else, brought back that day that she was with her the day before she died, and she was just talking about how important Whitney was. This is before we even, 
I haven't heard about this story. So you were with me the day before she died too, right? Partying with her, yeah. Wow. She's walking through the club. <laughs> she was dragging Ray J through the club like a side chick. Wow. Damn it, man. Well, shout Ray to Ray J. Shout to Ray J. Yeah. Want to keep going? Yeah, keep going. Okay, well, listen, uh, we're going to go back and talk about the snitch now. I don't know why. <laughs> man, why are Jason black, Lee. Why are black people everywhere like upset or or shocked when I say this? Because when 6ix9ine did it, nobody said anything. Well, I just don't know if Gunner was snitching. I don't know. I personally don't know. Okay, well, he's back on social media saying that he wasn't snitching. And apparently, this is all coming down after he copped this plea in the YSL Rico case. But fans are not here for it. So recently, the rapper pled guilty to a racketeering conspiracy charge. Was re- he was released from jail. Now, all the people I know from the hood, they go to jail. And I mean, yes, we got to wait on the paperwork, but we ain't seen the paperwork. But what we have heard is the audio of him in the courtroom. And this is what he said. I became affiliated with YSL around 2016. Is that true as it pertains to you, Mr. Kitchens? Yes, ma'am. YSL is a music label and a game. And you have personal knowledge that members or associates of YSL have committed crimes in furtherance of the game. Yes, ma'am. You were present when law enforcement officers stopped the vehicle in which you were present along with Jeffrey Williams, wherein hydrocodone, methamphetamines, and a firearm were recovered. These items did not belong to you. Yes, ma'am. And do you acknowledge the following statement? I recognize, accept, and deeply regret that my talent and music indirectly further YSL the game to the detriment of my community. YSL as a game must end. Is that your statement or acknowledgement? Yes. Very polite. <laughs> That's what I took from it. Okay, okay, okay. You know, at this point, at this point, Takashi Six Nine can open up for Drake if that's what we're gonna say. Because Gunna and Drake, to me, Gunna and Six Nine are literally the same person. Well, well, I, will say, I will say this. Okay, I, I don't know what the conversations between Thug and Gunna was. Mm-hmm. Now, if Thug knew this and it was clear and this was okay. <laughs> Then I get it. But if Thug had no idea and he was railroaded and had no idea what was going on and they're using this against him, then absolutely positively it's Here's the thing. I have no idea if he's snitching. And okay. I honestly don't care because I'm not in the street. And I don't understand why anyone who's not in the street or never been in the street cares. Even with 6ix9ine, I never cared that 6ix9ine was snitching. I expected 6ix9ine to snitch. What I always yeah, we, told we see that one coming. What I always told him was... If you don't change your lifestyle, you're going to end up in jail or dead. Like, you're going to crash and burn. Right. Well, so, I, only, I only care because everybody's business is my actual business. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> <laughs> but but he, he you know, Gunnar went on to say ninjas are acting like uh, they switching to a side, but it's only one side. Hashtag YSL the label. Why he didn't put hashtag YSL the gang? That's what he said it was in the courtroom. <laughs> I mean, this is what I'm saying. Keep the same energy. Point. When you in them court yeah. streets and you get on these other streets, Keep that same energy. But isn't acknowledging YSL as a gang also acknowledging that he was indeed in a gang? So my whole thing is, I guess, the difference between him and uh, him and not even just people say 6 9 but just the other people in YSL. The other people in YSL actually pointed at somebody. Well, the whole- other people in YSL that pointed and said, yeah, such and such did this. I didn't see who Gunner well, pointed at. The whole, fight, point at? the whole fight with Kevin Lyles and, and everybody in the industry was saying that YSL was a record label and not a gang. And this was a label that employed young brothers and sisters and helped the community. That's what they were saying. So with him saying it's a gang, it kind of proved the point of the prosecutor. Yeah, That's I'm, called snitching. I, I don't care. But I think <laughs> if we, we should wait on Thug. When That's Thug, what I'm saying. When Thug says, hey, these people turned on me, then we can... People can officially label them. Well, let me just be snitch. very clear. I the only I know two Ricos. The one that he got arrested for and my assistant. And I promise you, if you play on my social media, I will call the FBI because I'm not in the gang. I will snitch on your ass. That's my whole point. I be, like, I be seeing people on social media. I, I get that's the running joke on social media now, the clown gunner. But I'm like, why do you care? 
You're not in the street. You ain't right. never been in the street. Like, I don't think we should care, care, but I, I definitely think we should keep that same energy. I think it was easy for people to say it about six nine. I, yeah. I, everything I see, I just heard that. I mean, to me, I don't know. I just always say, like, even when it comes down to gay stuff, what would my brothers do? My brothers wouldn't do the things I do. Yeah, my brothers wouldn't snitch. So mm-hmm. that was snitching. I think we should encourage more crime prevention. <laughs> you stupid. You're stupid. I do. Shout out to Ti. Um, Whoa, my God! The, Goddamn, Jason he just, just came up here with the chopper. Folks, they told me to wake up. I'm awake. Yeah, all right, you're good. Now, let me just ask one last <laughs> question. They told me to wake up. I'm awake. <laughs> is, is Doug still following Gunner on IG? I mean, he in jail. He ain't got no phone. How you going to unfollow him? Wait till he get out. Let's see when he get out what happened. If you get out <laughs> and it's an unfollow, we know what it is. All right. Well, that, that is the Jason 2023 Lee thing to say. Free How do you know if Gunner's snitching on Doug? Is Doug still following him on Instagram? <laughs> that's, that's, that's the gauge now? Oh, man. Jesus. Well, that is Jason Lee with the T. All right. When we come back, we got to talk about cannabis. Well... It's more like DUI and how you can be pulled over for it. We'll explain. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code ENVY for a special offer when you sign up. That's code ENVY. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. What song is this? Weekend. Oh, I've heard better weekend songs. Well, Timmy just did this like two months ago. I like this song. I feel like like when you're driving in the car and the windshield wipers are going, but it's not raining. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a little dreary. Yeah. It's a little dreary. Well, bro, Timmy just did it over like two, three months well, who ago. Whose song was that originally? That's Fuji's. The Fuji's? Who? I don't want to oh, know. Oh, Mario Winans, yeah. Winans. yeah. You said yeah, the Fuji's. <laughs> the Fuji's. That's not the Fuji's. That is Mario Winans. Yeah, that's Mario Winans. Then they sampled from the Fuji's, though. He said with the beat, but that's Mario Wine. Yeah, yeah, okay, as soon okay. as you said Fuji's, all I heard was Ready or Not and could not line that it up. That was Ready or Not. That's it? what it sounds yeah, like. It's like a chopped and screwed version of, of Mario Wine. That's what it sounds like. It's like a, a, a lightly chopped and screwed version of Mario Wine. Yeah, why we ain't play Glorilla and Moneybag Yo right there? All right, anyway, let's get in some front page about news. music. It's because it's pre- radio don't care about music no more. <laughs> I still do, sir. Well, our uh, guest host today is Jason Lee. All right. Now, let's talk about Buffalo Bills. Shooter. Yeah, because he got the chop out this morning. DeMar Hamlin, he has been discharged from the hospital nine days after he collapsed during a game from cardiac arrest. Doctors say we completed a series of tests and evaluations. And uh, after speaking with the team, he was okay to let go. He can be at the crib to, uh, re- uh, to rehab and to relax at the house. Now, also yesterday, we know 10,000 flights have been delayed yesterday because of a FFA computer going down. Well, they spoke about it. Pete Buttigieg uh, had some something to say about it. What people need to know is that FAA will always act to make sure that passengers are safe. And part of what you saw this morning was uh, an act of caution to be sure until it was 100 percent airtight that the system was working properly, even just for delivering messages, uh, that that we had that ground stop. Uh, But I do think that broader question is a real one. Uh, What are the redundancies? What are the backups? What are the means to make sure uh, that a disruption like this does not happen? Uh, Because you... you, uh, what you saw this morning was uh, something we haven't seen in a very long time. And we need to design in, in a, a field that's changing a lot and is going to be changing a lot more in the years to come. But we need to design a system that does not have those kind of vulnerabilities. Stop, Pete. What people need to know is what actually happened. That was a cyber attack, okay? I don't care what nobody say. Don't act like that was something normal. Normal. Right? 10,000 flights. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. FAA systems just don't go down. Somebody tapped the jaw of the U.S. yesterday. I don't know if it was the Chinese or the Russians, but somebody did. Okay, why do you think that uh, we can't handle the truth? 
Because we can't. They want people to be scared now. We 10,000 flights go down on the same day after 9-11. I'm taking Amtrak to New York. Everybody's going to get toilet paper. Everybody's going right. to get paper towels. Well, here's the thing. We already indulge in mad conspiracy theories anyway. If you go on social media, everybody's got these wild conspiracy theories just about all types of stuff. So you might as well just tell us the truth. Because the, the truth can't be wilder than these conspiracy theories. But the scary thing, I don't know if you've seen Pelosi in the house on HBO Max. It, when it, they were actually filming her for a documentary when the insurgents happened, mm -hmm. it's kind of scary how they weren't even prepared to handle that. Like I'm sure the, they're not. Mm -mm. But how would we handle? It? You know, I mean, ten thousand flights in the air at the same time. I mean, I don't know. Just tell Something us the truth. Everything can't be a prepared statement. You know what I mean? Like, just tell us the truth. Like, especially in this day and age of social media, where nah, like they, breaking news happens all the time. Right. Like, I, I'm pretty sure the American public could handle. I don't think so. Uh, it, it would cripple the country because what, what will people do? They're going to run to the grocery stores and buy out the groceries. They're going to run to the bank. They're we do take that all, anyway. Remember when we ran and bought bank. all the toilet paper? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's what they're nervous about. They're going to run to the bank. You're going to take out all your money out the bank, which is going to hurt the stock market and Wall Street. And that's what they don't want. So you're saying it's going to be chaos and outrage mm -hmm. and, and irrational uh, things happening. Correct. The airline What's industry new? is barely getting get, barely getting back to normal after COVID. I mean, you think if they would have said that a cyber attack happened and, you know, yeah, nobody would want to get on the plane. I wouldn't. I, I know one thing. Wouldn't nothing stop in Florida. Wouldn't <laughs> nothing stop in Texas. <laughs> <Not> in <fact. laughs> wouldn't nothing stop no. in Georgia. Right. I promise you, whatever it is, that we'll get over it. Now, lastly, you know, weed is being legalized in so many different states. So now police are trying to come up with ways to find out if drivers are driving high. So they're trying to figure out a test, how they can test people, how they can check uh, if it's uh, bringing a dog to smell or if it's bringing somebody else to see if they could actually do a, a pee test or pull up with snacks, be. cops. Pull up with <laughs> snacks. And if immediately I take that snack out your hand, I just ask for a bite. I might have the munchies. Oh, my It's possible. But so is it, driving high a bad thing? Yes. I mean, high on weed. Yeah, yeah well, Whoa, under the influence, yes. I know is. you live in it's LA. <laughs> yeah, but I've never, I've, I've, I've never <laughs> known anybody thing. to crash from being high on marijuana. I well, let's say your, your your reflex is a lot slower. Mm. Usually, you drive slower. Yeah, who so want to drive high? Driving would blow my <laughs> high. I couldn't. Even, I don't. When I get high, I like to just sit on the couch and do nothing. Yeah, I can't smoke weed. I don't even like to talk when I'm high. So why would I want to drive high? All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back, Malcolm Jamal Warner will be joining us. And I need y'all to, uh, you know, remember this question for a, a black trivia, black trivia in the future, because mm -hmm. there's gonna pop up one day. Who was the first guest? On in the new Breakfast Club studio. Okay. At some point in life, that's going to be a question. Who's right. the first guest in the Breakfast Club studio? Who was the first guest on in, on the original Breakfast Club? Who's our first guest ever? Ray J. I know you know. Oh, he's looking at me. Guest. I thought you was asking me. But in the new studio, new chapter, the first guest ever, Malcolm Jamal Warner. That's right. Write he that down for a future Black Trivia question. Wait, am I the first guest host? You are yes. the first guest Put host. Put that one down too. That's there right. you go. That's right. Of course, you know him as Theo Huxtable, and we're gonna kick it with him next. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Power 105.1. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. We got a special guest in the building. You know what's interesting? I was thinking about, you know, organically, who was going to be the first guest in the new Breakfast Club studio. Okay. Because to me, that's important. Yes. Because you're setting off a new generation. Yeah. You're setting off a, a new chapter. So who would be the first oh, guest? Word. Wow. And I'm honored. Legend. We should be honored. Word, Icon. Word, Come on, word, man. Word. Grew up on him. Come on, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Malcolm Jamal Warner. Hey. Welcome. Word. You, know, you said first guest. I didn't really register. 
But I said, yeah, 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 before we start, yeah. But now, okay, I got it. Yeah, you were the first guest that's in dope. our new okay. studio. First ladies guest and gentlemen, first guest word. of the year, first yeah, guest yeah, in the new I'll studio. Take that. Some word. of y'all know him as Theo Huxtable, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Welcome. Word. Thank you. Thank now, you very much. Well, I, I want to, uh, for, for people that, that don't know, I want to start from the beginning. No, no, you ain't asked the most important question. What? Have you played the Mega Millions? I thought you were going to say, how you feeling? How you doing? How you rolling up? Happy New Year. I, I guess I need to, huh? You need to, I man. Need to. So okay. about Billy. 1.3 billion. Okay. I did one, I did, I don't know, the last one was in the billions mm -hmm. a couple months ago. Yep. How'd you um, do? Well, I thought I was doing good. Like, I went there, I was like, yo, give me, uh, uh, so my wife has numbers that are like her lucky numbers, so when the numbers get real big, she wants to play those numbers. Mm -hmm. Correct. So, and there's like three. So I, was, I took hers and I was like, you know what, play these. And I was like, I'm a splurge. Give me three more. You know, I think I'm doing good. And this cat next to me in the next lane, he was like, give me 200, uh, do 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 And I'm like, <laughs> It's like that. So I'm not, you know, I'm, I didn't win, I don't have my own breakfast club, so clearly I didn't win. So you didn't win $2, $4, $8, $10, nah, nothing? Nothing, nothing. So you didn't do good? That no, no. Do good. But I'm, I'm, I might go back in, though. I mean, if it's okay. in the billions again. It's a billion right okay. now. Now All you're from right, Jersey wow. City. Jersey now, for most people up. that don't know, how did you get your start in show business? Because we, we heard that you were a rapper at first. You were in a rap group. Yeah, yeah. Almost signed by uh, <laughs> Def Jam at the time. Any truth to that? That was after Cosby, though, right? Yeah, that, yeah that, was, that, was that was after Cosby. That was after Cosby. So how did you get your start with, with show business? I was uh, doing basically community theater. Mm -hmm. uh, my mother was always looking for me to, uh, looking for things for me to do outside of going to school and coming home and hanging out. Mm -hmm. So, like, I played basketball, um, and that was my thing. I, th I thought I was going to be a basketball player. Um, and then one season, uh, one year basketball season was over, my mother's friend suggested this community theater and uh, asked me if I wanted to go. So I went down, auditioned, got in, and found myself doing theater. And just absolutely loved it. So, like at nine years old, I was like, "Oh, this is, this is what I want to do." And what it was, it was really, it was the the first uh, curtain call. Like the mm -hmm. first play I did mm -hmm. was called "Alice Is That You," and it was basically uh, a takeoff of of The Wiz. Like Dorothy gets the Oz, and everybody thinks she's Alice from Alice in Wonderland, Hilarious. right? And I played the Tin Man, and I just remember the first opening night coming out for curtain call, coming out and people clapping and standing up. And I'm like nine years old, and I'm like, yo, I got that bug. I can get into this. Yeah. People stand up and clap for you. Yeah, I like this. How did you book Cosby? How, what was that that process like? That's funny. So my my when my agent first submitted me, uh, they were looking for a six two fifteen year old. Jesus Christ! Jesus. Yeah, they, yeah. All in, they was all getting ready for the NBA. They was clear. Well, because because <laughs> cause Ennis, at, you know, Ennis was fifteen and was six two. Who was Ennis? Uh, Mr. Cosby's son. Oh, okay, oh, got, you, got you, got you, got so, you. So in the original. Like in the original script, like there was this this running joke, like you know Theo would you know get in trouble with something, and Cliff would be like Theo stand up, and Theo stands up, and he's towering over Cliff, and Cliff would be like Theo sit down. Oh, okay. So they were trying to get that. They couldn't gotcha. find that kid. Okay. And she submitted me. They didn't want to see me. And at the last minute, she resubmitted me because they couldn't find the guy, and they were doing network callbacks. This is crazy because this was Good Friday '84. Uh, I auditioned uh, at 6.30 on Friday afternoon, and the network callbacks were that Monday. So they were already flying in somebody from Chicago, flying in somebody from New York. So I was literally the last person they saw. And um, when I went in for the network callbacks, I went in, 
and I did the audition like you know you see you know I grew, I was watching different strokes and whatnot mm-hmm. so you see kids being smart Alex and talking back to the parents and rolling their eyes so I was doing the scene like that and in the room is you know network um, you know producers studio and I'm killing in the room everybody's like I'm hitting all the all the beats and everybody's laughing and I'm killing and I finish and everybody's like cool except Mr Cosby and he's looking at me and he's like would you really talk to your father like that. Mm. And I said, no. He said, well, I don't want to see that on the show. Mm. So you go back out and you give me something else and come back later. And because it was the network callbacks, like everybody was there. So they had, you know, auditioned everybody for other parts. And finally I came back in and uh, gave them a 180 degree turn. Well, clearly he saw something in you, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the, you know, they gave me the shot to come back and redo it. And uh, that's how I booked it. You know, what's interesting about what you said earlier. Uh, you said that you was in theater. At nine years old, mm. so people see these gifted young actors on shows like Cosby back in the day, and we don't realize the background because nowadays it feels like it's no point of entry to you know get on these TV shows <laughs> or anything, or, 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 or social feel, media, or social oh, media yeah, becomes right, 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 right. Yeah. Like you actually yeah. went and were perfecting your craft before you got to that point. Yeah, and I still do. Like I've always, I, every couple of years I'll do theater. Even when I was on Cosby, I, I, like I always go back to theater because that is the. Uh, I mean that's the that's the foundation, mm-hmm. you know. So I always say like theater is my favorite platform. Uh, television is my favorite paycheck, mm. but theater is really like like that's. Mm. I mean that's that that's that's the right there. Have yeah. you ever just sat back and reflected on what you and the Cosby Show meant to black people in really the world from '84 to '92? Yeah, yeah, it's something that we still talk about. Mm-hmm. Right, so who's we? When um, you say we the cast. I mean, no, no, I'm saying we like like worldwide. The culture, the culture. Yeah, yeah. 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 you know, it, because it, it it's had a an indelible, um, irreversible effect. Yeah, you know, on the culture. So I mean, it's something I'm very proud. Like no matter what, I'm very proud to, um, you know, have been a part of that mm-hmm. and part of that. Um, you know, just to, to have that kind of, I guess, influence, mm-hmm. if you will. And I think when I was younger. You know, it was always, I was always trying to escape this role model, you know, title. Because I was like, oh, Malcolm Jamal, he's a role model. And my thing was always, um, we always equate uh, perfection with role model. Mm. So I never wanted the pressure of being, you know, uh, being seen as flawless mm-hmm. because I just, I didn't want that. Like, that wasn't me. Um, so I used to kind of, kind of shy away from that, you know, that title um but and now that i'm older not that i want to be considered a role model but i do understand the uh you know having the platform i understand uh having the ear of young people like you know fortunately i'm still at a place where i'm still relevant enough where you know what i say can still have influence on young people always listen to you because of that Time period. Sure. Yeah. Straight yeah. Up. Yeah. And I, and and that's something I take seriously. So mm-hmm. I was I was really fortunate because we shot Cosby here in New York, mm-hmm. um, and you know during during the eighties, man. You know, y'all didn't show the other was, side man. of Brooklyn. That was Brooklyn. No, we so we we shot in Brooklyn, then we shot in Queens, but that um. That stoop, that front stoop was actually in the village. In the village, yeah. Downtown. Yeah, that wasn't even Brooklyn. Right by the old station. Yeah. 
All right, we got more with Malcolm Jamal Warner. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God. Jason Lee is hanging out with us today. We got a special guest we're still kicking it with, Malcolm Jamal Warner. I was yeah. going to ask, the Theo, you being, you know, always looked at as Theo, does that ever bother you? Because with certain characters that we always look at, whether it's Steve Urkel, he's always going to be Steve Urkel. Right, yeah, and, and you're yeah. always Theo. Does that ever bother you? No, it doesn't bother me. But there's, you know, there's been this, um, I guess this, this, this wave of interpretation that bothers me because if somebody calls me Theo, I'm like, no, my name is Malcolm. Or, but I've always done that. But some people they misinterpret it as like I get mad when people call me yeah. Theo. But my thing is like, no. And even when I was on Cosby, I wouldn't answer to Theo because as far as I was concerned, Theo was not going to be the end all be all for me. Like mm. at 15 years old to think like, oh, if this is going to be the height of my career, that's a depressing thought. When the show uh, first aired, you know, I'm 14, you know, the, the ratings are out the box. And my mom sat me down. She said, baby, it's great that this show is the phenomenon that it is, but you know how this business is. This show could be over next year. What are you going to do when the show's over? She said, I can type. I can always get a job. But what are you going to do when the show's over? So she impressed upon me the concept of longevity. Mm. So I wasn't, you know, I when I was on the show, I never answered to Theo, and especially now, you should know. I think right, like, like now, if somebody calls me Theo, they're being a d- yeah, because they know my name, right? And I also right, don't know. think people look at you as Theo. I, like I, I get they what you're saying. They shouldn't Theo. at yeah, this point. Yeah, like you've done a you've done a lot other than Theo. I mean, you yeah. had a whole other show with your name in it, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How long did it take you to adjust to life after Cosby Show? Like, how how did things look in '90? Well, I'd always prepared for it. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. Like, I was, you know, from that conversation that my mom had with me, um, we literally spent each year of that show as if it were the last year mm-hmm. because we didn't know. Um, so I had always prepared for uh, for life after Cosby. So when the show was over, I had my own show for a half a season on NBC. And then from that, I went straight to theater um, so I, I was, I, I've always, I've always worked. No, there may, there may have been, you know, uh, longer stretches of an, of unemployment than I would have liked, but we're talking like maybe, you know, two, three years, you know, but I always knew that the transition from being seen as child star to being taken seriously as an adult actor mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily be a smooth one. And that's why I started directing early. Like I started directing like 16 by 18, I was directing Cosby episodes. I was directing music videos. I was directing Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So when really? I came off of Cosby, yeah. What episode? Yeah. I think it was the episode with Raven, one of Raven Simone's episodes. Okay. Yeah. I was. I was um, did you look at Bill Cosby as a father figure? Because you were around him so much, you did so much acting, like right. And and it, and I mean, you were a good actor, but it was believable. It seems like you admired him as a father when I, when I would watch the show or even see you behind the scenes of the show or whatever well remember I was doing theater I was prote- I was perfecting my craft <laughs> at nine years that's a great job alright no because I you know I, I've, my father has always been you know an integral part of my life so I, I have a father um, he was uh, you know Miss Cosby was obviously someone I worked with someone I respected but Ennis was also you know a close friend of mine so he was also like Ennis's dad Gotcha. So it wasn't. Um, I mean, I, I I would definitely say he was a mentor because mm-hmm. he you know he schooled me on a lot of you know on a lot of things. But the um, I, I love the father son relationship between Cliff and Theo, but that wasn't that wasn't our relationship. But we're, you know we're mad cool, but 
it wasn't the it wasn't the father figure. Now, as a mentor, did he school you on to contracts and negotiations? Because no, that thing. He said no. It's still on now. On and I'm like, own. do you still get paid? And was everything taken no. care of the right way, or is it you were a new actor? You got got. Yeah, yeah, we got. Well, now nah, I want to say we got got. That's not fair. That's not. That's completely unfair to say we got got. But I will say this. So yeah, so we get residuals, right? But the thing that 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 people don't necessarily understand about residuals is. Every time an episode repeats, you get a, a percentage of what your original paycheck was, and that show has repeated forever. Correct. Mm-hmm. So let's say to put things in perspective, about ten, twelve years ago, I remember getting an episode check for sixty-four dollars. <laughs> That's not a residual check. Right. Me a quarter. Sometimes, yeah, like, like yeah. At, at, at some point, the uh, sending the check out costs more than what the check yeah, is. Correct. So for a period of time, though, um, that lump sum was a nice padding, but then after a while, you know, once it just keeps airing, it's not a whole lot. Um, but when you have uh, points, when you've got back end, that's when you're forever making money because when they syndicate the show, however many times they syndicate mm-hmm. it, you have. A piece of the show, so you're getting that kind of money. We didn't get ownership. Yeah. We had no no back end. We didn't know about back end, and even if we did, we didn't have any leverage to negotiate that. Right? Yeah, well, all yeah. new. You yeah. said something that made me feel like I'm gonna fail a Black History trivia question. What show did you have on NBC for a half a season? Oh man, it was. Uh, trust me, you're not a failure. They 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 they, they <laughs> on that too. It was a show called Here and Now. I um, definitely don't remember that show. Yeah, it came on. It so it came on Saturday nights. It was. Uh, it came on after or came on before. There was a show called Out All Night with Patti LaBelle. I remember Out All Night. Morris. So yeah, so we were on. I was on there. Were you really? Yeah. yeah with with yeah. Morris Chestnut. And, I was. And the he thinks months. he's Morris Chestnut. <laughs> oh, got it. He yeah. swears he looks oh. like Morris Chestnut. <laughs> It's, it's so disrespectful to Morris Chestnut, but he swears. Morris said he gets mistaken from me sometimes. <laughs> it just recently happened. You the only one I'm like. Well, it but, happened. No. I'm only that. No. All right. Oh God, that's hilarious. I remember out all night. I definitely remember that. Patty Labelle, Morris yeah. Chestnut. Yeah. My goodness. So it was during that time. So here, so this is something that's really interesting. So we had that show. Um, the the president or the programmer at NBC at the time didn't like the show, right? And didn't think the show was going to do well. And it was basically, you know, um, it wasn't Theo, but, you know, my character worked in the community center uh, in Harlem. And uh, the program of NBC didn't think it was going to be a funny show, didn't think it was going to work. We shot the pilot and they do what's called uh, pilot screening week, where they get all their pilots, they screen them, then they get rated. And then that's how they decide what's going to go on there. Um, my show came in number two. Mm. So really, the only question was, um, do we put this show, you know, on Thursday night before Different World or after Different World, right? Because mm-hmm. so for, for eight years, if my face is, you know, if, if America is used to seeing my face at Thursdays at eight o'clock, it makes sense that if mm-hmm. my pilot does well, you're going to put me on Thursdays either at eight o'clock or eight thirty. Mm-hmm. They, uh, the programmer, still didn't like the show, and he put me on uh, Saturday night. Which is why nobody ever heard Because you know Nobody watches My Saturday. audience is not going to be watching TV yeah. on Saturday night And then um, When The number one rated The number one pilot They put in that 8 o'clock slot They cancelled after two weeks Wow So we're like Okay cool They're putting number two in that slot Kept me on Saturday night Then they put Out All Night In that slot Wow Like NBC just They were not trying to hear 
that show no matter how well it did. So we got we got canned half a season in. So, so what you don't know about that show here and now, uh, this cat named Dante Bizet was on the show. Right, everybody knows him as Yasin Bey right now. Oh, oh wow. Lauren Hill was on the show. Wow. What? Uh yeah, Omar Epps was on the show. What? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But they 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 NBC just they, they didn't dig the show. And so of course this is before they blew up. But yeah, but they were all on the show. That could, if, if they'd have made one little adjustment and made you Theo on that show and you older now, I bet you it would have worked. You know what? It's possible. I want I want to ask, you know, out of all your episodes, I'll ask Charlemagne. So my most memorable Cosby show is of course the Gordon Control. Season one, episode sure. eight. And sure. of course That's not the most memorable. That's, I, I, uh, of course, for, for maybe uh, Course the Airing. Maybe your two was, of them. That was episode eight? I think it was season was one, good. episode okay. eight. Of course the Airing. The Airing. The Airing. Yeah. Dance Mania. I did the Go same down. thing when I got my Eric. So what Dance was your, Mania. What was your favorite? All of those, but I think that at the top of the list would be the pilot when uh Theo was getting D's in school and they did the whole Monopoly money thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know Theo gives the speech. I just want to be regular people. You're a doctor and mom's a lawyer, and you're both successful and everything, and that's great. But maybe I was born to be a regular person and have a regular life. If you weren't a doctor, I wouldn't love you less because you're my dad. Instead of acting disappointed because I'm not like you, maybe you can just accept who I am and love me anyway. Because I'm your son. Why can't you love me for me? It was like this beautiful heartfelt. Yeah, I remember, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, 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 I remember and the that. audience claps and the whole nine. And Cliff looks at Theo and says, Theo. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. No wonder you get D's and everything. And so for me, that was significant because. You know, it, it set the tone for the show. Like any other show, at that point, the music would have started. Correct. The father and son would have hugged. Yep. But he, you know, he went left with that, and I just love that because that set the the, the tone that this was going to be a different kind of show. Gotcha. Hey, we're going to talk to you about other stuff other than Cosby. I just, okay, I, I, you know, good, as good. a fan, I got to get some. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, like no doubt. Come on, first time here, we got to go. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. No, all good. Did all you good. ever keep the Gordon Gartrell shirt? I did not. I think it's in the Smithsonian, if I'm not mistaken. It should be. Wow. Yeah. It should be. Yeah. That was yeah, a classic. Yeah, that, that was that was one of our that was that was definitely one of our our most fun and for me most memorable episodes. All right, we got more with Malcolm Jamal Warner. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter. Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God. Jason Lee is hanging out with us today. We got a special guest we're still kicking it with, Malcolm Jamal Warner. Charlemagne? Now, are you, are you still cool with cockroach? Carl Anthony Payne. <laughs> we're cooler now. We're cooler as adults than we were during that time. Really? Well, y'all didn't get along back no, then? No, no, we didn't. Not at all? No, we didn't. This young ego? And- yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. All right. Yeah. And it was, and it was, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, um, what I talked about earlier, the original callbacks for Cosby, the, uh, so they, they flew in an actor from Chicago mm-hmm. and flew in an actor from New York. Carl was the actor. They flew in from New York. Mm-hmm. So had I not auditioned for the show, Carl would have played Theo. Damn. So, I got to look at you every day and see you took my part. And then I got to come back and play your best friend. Damn. So, you know, I think on one hand, you know, that may ha- have had something to do with it. Like, no, that was part of it. Um, and he just had a, he had a huge ego. From New York. <laughs> you know, yeah, he had a huge ego. So, and I didn't come from that kind of place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the way I, and the, the way I felt then and the way I feel now, you know, based on my career, if anybody, you know, should walk around with a huge ego, it should be me. Right. And if I don't roll like that, mm-hmm. I don't really. I have very little tolerance for people who roll like that. Mm-hmm. So we never really, we really, we just never really got along back then. But you know, we're grown now, mm-hmm. and you know, and Carl's been through a lot. Like his journey is, you know, it's it's been, you know, it's, he's had a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and as adults, we've been able to like sit down and have conversations, and we're in, uh, we're in a very cool grown man place now. Uh, then we were, yeah. You know, then we were teenagers, and you know, I feel like you had to be broken up or something. The way you sounded, I had to be broken up before. Like, was some furniture moving? Like, no, 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 no. That wasn't that bad. Okay, okay. Wasn't that bad? Why, why, when it came to musical expression, it was jazz? Because you, you know, you, you, you a hip hop baby. So the jazz. So it's when I started my band. You know, like I was always doing, already doing poetry. Right, I was in the the, the 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 spoken word scene. I was doing spoken word with other bands and whatnot. But when I started my band. It was to I was playing bass. It was to kind. Of, I wanted to do like this jazz funk kind of thing, and then ultimately I ended up infusing uh, my poetry with my own band. And neo soul, you know, was big at the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, people because of the spoken word and what I was doing, they wanted to call it neo soul. And at the time, I was like, Nah, neo soul is a fad. When that, you know, I don't want to be associated with a fad because when that runs out, you know. People not, might not be as interested in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. If I call it jazz funk, then I could, it's something I could grow into. So when I'm 50, 60 years old, I could still be doing that. Mm-hmm. And at the time, now mind you, I'm 26, 20, I'm, I'm like 28 now. At the time, I was like, besides, no one's going to want to hear a dude rapping at 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Now, well, now, fast forward, yeah. <laughs> fast forward, yeah. you know, cast is still nice, but at 28, we get we at 28 we didn't see it we yeah. couldn't see that correct but so the jazz funk spoken word was just kind of my way of uh having this this lane but it's really what i do is really it's you know it's soul r&b and hip hop mm-hmm. at the end of the day mm-hmm. um cuz i'm not though i'm a jazz student i'm not i wouldn't consider myself a jazz musician but i just wanted to use that title because i didn't want to get lumped in in neo soul, 
I didn't want to just call it because it's not just R&B. It's not just and it's not just spoken word. It's not just hip hop. It's really a combination of all of that. So when I describe it, I describe it as a jazz funk spoken word band. Um, but it's probably more of a, you know, R&B soul and, and hiding in plain view is Grammy nominated, right? Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does yeah. that feel? Yeah, it's dope. I got a Grammy in 2015 with uh, Robert Glasper and Layla Hathaway. Man, I did not know that. Yeah, wow. Yeah, on, on, on Robert's Black Radio 2 album, he does a, a cover of um, Stevie Wonder's Jesus Children of America. And Layla sings, and then I do a poem uh, in tribute to the kids from Sandy Hook. And in 2015, wow. that won for Best Traditional R&B Performance. Oh, wow. So for this album, Hiding in Plain View, which is my fourth album, for that to get Grammy nominated, you know, like that, I mean, you know, it takes it to a whole nother level. Like, of course, getting a Grammy, that's amazing. It means everything. But to have my own work, and, and my own work that I did most of the production on myself, mm-hmm. Uh, even though I don't do this for validation, it's so validating, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it feels well, congratulations. Great. Thank you, man. Well, we got to talk about Accused. The reason you're here, you got you, you, <laughs> new show on Fox called Accused. Yeah. It starts uh, January 22nd. Yeah, now, man. tell us about Accused because there's not much on it. We I looked at the trailers. We all looked at the trailers. We see you in a, in, a, in an orange jumpsuit. So yeah, break down yeah. Accused. So Accused is a uh, a courtroom anthology series. Mm-hmm. So every episode is a standalone episode, like Twilight Zone or Black Mirror. Um, my particular episode is I, I, I play a, a man whose daughter uh, is sexually accosted in a park. And I choose to uh, meet out justice myself. Handle things on your own. Yeah. So you're only on one episode. It's only one episode. One episode, yeah. okay. But it's a it's a it's it's a powerful episode. It's um it's hard to watch because of the the subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, as I think it's that's what it is with all the episodes. They're 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 tough to watch because the subject matter is really tough. But the show um, is really good, and I'm I'm very proud of the work on the show. And again, it's just an, another side. Like with the resident mm-hmm. um, as well, it's just another side. Of me that people don't normally get to see. I was gonna ask before you get up out of here. Would you mind doing a, a, a poem? Why don't we just play one from the album? Mm. <laughs> he can do one. He can mm. do one. Do a live. He's here. Would you rather do first, one? Would you rather do one or play first one? First guess. I appreciate it. Okay. Um, this piece is uh, Asante Sana. A bodyguard, comrade. What you still on that freedom sh- word? Well, yeah, you know me in this poetry, we still be on that weed and shit. That birthing inspirational couplets and breed them shit. That I spit cat should heed them shit. That words can't break my bones, but if you cut me homes, I bleed them. Atonement for the masses of hard asses and heads that tread on civil liberties in the most uncivilized of fashion is said to be dead. Can we afford to be dumb for free? See, that's the question I'm asking as I beg for an ounce of truth amongst the aloof surrounding me. My vices are proof that these demons keep hounding me. Reality keeps pounding me, almost astounding me into the strange hypocrisy. You see, I preach the same hope that I'm losing daily, like my religion. 
deeper, deeper, bear my soul. I stand on the precipice of this crossroads. It's like I want to give my life to the cause, but which one? Ignorance is running so ridiculously rampant. I can't tell if I'm hating or merely debating just for fun. Mm. But I do know my heart heaves heavy upon hearing the fluttering hum of the feeble footsteps of fear, stamping out the ferocious flames of our dogged desire and determination to outpace the perilous prophecy our captors have programmed to be our faith, and thus our fate. I know my soul soul writhes with anxiety aches. Lies no longer need disguise when they start looking like the truth. Like, how do we ignore cries of ill-guided youth spitting dope bars of self-hate over beats that bang harder than strange fruit hangs? Meanwhile, her breasts hang and her booty bangs harder than the gun claps of rival gangs fighting over territory they don't even own. And in magic cities everywhere, she feeds her babies based on her ability to shake what her mama gave her because her pops was too busy breaking in his disappearing act to save her from these mean streets that eat the meek in one swallow. Lies no longer need disguise when the truth is viewed as hollow through the eyes that need it most. We, descendants of stolen legacies, we are the guardians. We are the gardeners. We are the soil, we are the toil, we are the protectors of our seeds who need to be protected, who need to see true love and black excellence redirected, not through fame and fortune, but redirected through character and deed. And indeed, it is those who stand on the front line fighting for the minds of our young, black and gifted. It is you who are an inspiration to me because you are the revolution we do not see on TV. Asante Sana. Malcolm Jamal Warner. Malcolm Jamal Yo, Warner, thanks for it's having me. Club. Good morning. Thank you, brother. You got it. Thank you. Wow. All right. Shout out to the brother. If you want to see the full interview, you can hit up the uh, website, which is breakfastclubonline.com. Dropping the clues bombs from Malcolm Jamal Warner. Legend. First guest in this new chapter of the mm-hmm. Breakfast Club. First guest in our new studio. And the lighting was amazing. See how good our skin look? All that melanin? Somebody said y'all look alright too. You and Jason. They said we look light skin ashy. Just say what they said. They did. They did. They, t- they said in the old studio y'all looked ashy and light skin. <laughs> in this studio they said y'all light skin is popping. Oh, that's well, what somebody just told me. Well, let's get to the room. It's Jason Lee is here. He's our uh, guest host today. What are we talking about? Listen, Fifty Cent, the master troll, who I want no smoke with, but I got to do my job. Why didn't play the intro though? Oh. I, was, I was supposed to be the tease about oh. 50 Cent and then we played oh, oh sorry I did tell him Jason just ready to shoot I know <laughs> play the intro rumor has it rumor, rumor has it call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty uh, gossiping this is the rumor report I mean I guess we on the breakfast club this is where the tea spills right yes. right on the breakfast club now pull a gun out, Jason. Yeah, I'm not used to foreplay when it comes to the wow. tea. I like to get straight to it. Whoa. Wow. If he told you to pull it out. No. no, no <laughs> Tell me when to turn the camera on. Yeah, there's no, there's no lubrication. There's no lubrication. All, All right. right. 50 Cent is taking... He's, 50 Cent was a master troll. He's taking some accountability, which I really love. And he's apologizing for not believing Megan Thee Stallion in the whole Tory Lane shooting case. Now, 50 said that he was wrong for trolling Meg after her explosive interview with Gayle King. Well, a lot of us did, but I didn't. Uh, remember that he posted a meme from the scene of Ricky and Boys in the Hood running away from the gang members in the alley. And the picture showed Megan's face on Ricky and Tori's face on the shooter. Well, anyway, he was recently talking about it uh, on a morning show, and this is what he said. Megan Thee Stallion uh, versus Tory Lanez. The guilty verdict, everything. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to apologize to Megan Thee Stallion. Mm-hmm. When she said uh, she was with Gail, 
She said, were you intimate with Tory Lanez? And she said, uh, what? And then it was like, no. And I was like, ah, oh, she lying. Mm-hmm. At that point, I knew she was she's lying. There wouldn't be no reason for me to be around each other. Babe. From that, it felt like she was lying to me. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, little things would pop up, and I wasn't being supportive of her at right. that point. You were a little more vocal. Yeah, and the only reason why I, I felt like, you know, at some point you should apologize, I should apologize to her, is because um, when I heard the... Uh, the phone call conversation? Yeah. That that made me feel like, oh, <laughs> uh, now nah, I know what, the, what happened. And that was, was on Big, Big Boy. Boy. Yeah, yeah, that was on Big Boy Big show. Boy. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, I think, right now, and I'm not saying that this is you, 50, because, you know, you, you tend to stay 10 toes down on what you say, but a lot of people are trying to kiss Meg's ass because now they want that exclusive interview or some type of relationship. Maybe get her in BMF. I don't know. But, you know, I want to shout out this woman named Char. Her name is Char Adams at NBC Universal. She wrote, the, at uh, NBC News, she wrote this uh, story about was it Char? Yeah, she, from NBC. She wrote this story, basically saying that all of us were gaslighting Meg and not believing in Meg. And oh, I read that. You know, mm-hmm. she attacked all the bloggers and everybody that had a lot to say about what was happening in the case when she got it wrong. And after talking to her on the phone, I think it was the speech impediment that you know messed up her brain and let it get all the way to the top floor. Damn it, man. Yeah, yeah. I never understood how anyone who read those court documents could you know think that Tory Lanez was beating that case. Envy, I told you that's just too much evidence to get to. And I always said you, you just never know. Like I always said, there's always three sides. There's some. There's her side, his side, and then That's the right. truth in the middle. And the jurors got the truth, and they. they that, well, it was her side, his side, Kelsey's side. Oh, yeah, and then Kelsey's the truth. side, and then the truth. But yeah. that's the thing. When these situations happen, you should listen to everyone, right? Like, Correct. You, you have to listen to Megan. Yes. Right? She did get shot. She's the victim. Correct. But if Tori said he didn't do it, you got to listen to him, too. But at the end of the day, in court, all that matters is the evidence. Right. Okay? That's all that matters. We don't at see the, everything. At the end of the day. In that courtroom, all those documentation comes out, the, the doctors, no. the investigators, all that comes out. All of that was in the court docs I read. Beforehand? No, bro, I Before told, they testified. And be, I told you this. The, the, the phone call was in there. Yeah. The gun but wait, resident. I didn't hear the phone call beforehand. But I told I you did. that I told you that in the court documents it said that police had a phone call of Tory apologizing for the incident. Mm-hmm. And they, the the gun residue on his hands, uh, the, the 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 neighbor that I can't mm-hmm. believe the defense called <laughs> but, but because the, he was the one who really sealed the deal because he was saying that the little one was shooting everywhere. Right, but the crazy <laughs> part is on one, on, one, on one hand you didn't want to say Tory was guilty because we don't want to say a black man was guilty before he had his day in court. And then the other, on the other hand, protect, hashtag protect black women was a real thing, you know, and mm-hmm. some people were still not believing Meg, but I don't know. I, I texted her and asked her if she felt vindicated. She, you know, she's just kind of taking a step back and watch it all unfold. Yeah, none, none of the, the problem is this stuff plays out in the court of public opinion, and none of this should ever play out in the court of public opinion. And I don't even understand no. why people be trying to convince the court of public opinion when there's an actual court of law. If you got an actual court date, correct, and you, you're going to have your day in court, who cares about what the court of public well, opinion well, says? That, well, that was part of the problem, too. I mean, they wanted people to stop playing Tory's records before the, the yeah. court case. It was too much going on. Like you said, public opinion was too much before mm-hmm. the actual case. You should listen to everyone involved, but you have to believe the evidence. Listen, there's some more evidence uh, that there's another conversa- conversation happening, and it's really in your community because in our community, we've been known about this. Who's our community? <laughs> Well, your community, our oh, community. Dominicans? No, never mind, never mind. Well, I, the LGBT, straight, the straight, co- straight community. Yellow, oh. oh, let me go to this topic. Yellow Bees. <laughs> I was confused. Listen, Yellow Bees is in the news because he's reacting to being in an all-gender, large-scale bathroom in New York City, which is crazy because we've been doing that in our community from day one. But this is uh, audio that we heard. Here you go. In, in New York, this is legal. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just want to let y'all know, New York, you go to the restroom with... Men and women, and this is legal, and I'm, 
I'm appalled. It's fair. I'm appalled. I'm appalled. Wait, you're family now. Yeah, I'm just, it just is regular. It just, they just want you to really just get lifted up and I guess. I don't understand it. And you, and this is completely legal, right? Back in my day, all gender bathrooms used to be called unisex. What yeah, I was, unisex, yeah. Yeah, what I was trying to say, in our community, in the gay community, we've had unisex bathrooms for years. Mm -hmm. I, I'm surprised that this is even news. Well, the legendary shot. tunnel, it was unisex bathrooms. Like that's Oh, back that, in the day? Yeah, legendary oh. tunnel was unisex. You walk in, it'd be women, men. Yeah. Where did the tunnel lead? And that is Jason Lee with the T, man. <laughs> you walk in the tunnel, do you walk in the tunnel? Well, speaking yeah, of tunnels. In our clubs, you do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of tunnels, who are you giving that donkey to? Four after the hour, President Biden needs to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him, okay? He'll like it. All right, we'll get to it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code ENVY for a special offer when you sign up. That's code ENVY. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. This is a miracle. There is no question that there are problems in this country between police and community. Yes, you are a donkey. The latest on that police killing of a black man. Now to new developments in the deadly spa shooting rampage. Uh, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. And so we are in a state of emergency. Okay, white supremacist violence is and always has been the number one threat to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. It's a breakfast club, bitches. All right, Charlene, please tell me, why was I your donkey of the day? Well, donkey of the day for Thursday, January 12th, goes to the President of the United States of America, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Now, this is why I don't pledge allegiance to any political party, because when you pledge allegiance to a political party, you automatically turn in your ability to speak truth to power on said political party. Both sides do it. Okay, Republicans and Democrats, conservatives make excuses for things Republican politicians do. Liberals make excuses for things Democrat politicians do. It's disgusting. All right. There are not too many people out there who are actually speaking objective truth about both sides. And that's why we, the people, are confused. Okay, I don't be knowing what's right. I don't be knowing what's wrong because y'all move the goalposts depending on who from what party does what. Now, if you haven't heard, the 46th president of the United States of America, Joe Biden, is under fire because it's been discovered that President Biden has uh, two dozen classified documents in a private office in Washington that Biden used as part of a think tank. That was the first batch of uh, classified documents because aides to President Biden have discovered at least one more additional batch of classified documents in a location separate from uh, his Washington office. I can't make any of this up. Let's go to ABC News for the report, please. Tonight, sources tell ABC News that after attorneys for President Biden discovered a batch of classified documents in a former office he used after being vice president, they immediately went digging to see if there were any more. And we're now told that they did end up finding a second set of classified documents at another location. People know I take classified uh documents and classified information seriously. Oh, Sources dude. telling ABC News the initial batch of roughly 10 classified documents discovered in November were vice presidential briefing papers, some marked top secret, with information about a number of other countries. I don't know what's in the documents. I've, my lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. I've turned over the boxes. They've turned over the boxes to the archives and we're cooperating fully. The White House emphasizes that as soon as Biden's attorneys discovered the documents, they quickly contacted the National Archives, which in turn reached out to the Justice Department, which has launched a preliminary investigation. 
Former President Donald Trump, on the other hand, who took more than 300 classified documents with him to Mar-a-Lago, refused to turn over all the material for months, which ultimately led the FBI to search his home. <sighs> that sounds pretty light, right? The way they reported that, huh? The story sounds familiar, though, right? You heard that before, huh? You heard that before. Why does it sound familiar? It sounds familiar because, as he said at the end, Trump is under criminal investigation by the DOJ for his removal of government records from the White House when he left office in 2021, as well as for possible obstruction of justice in connection with efforts uh, by federal authorities to recover these documents. The FBI raid of Magalago discovered thousands of pages of government documents, more than 100 of which were marked classified or highly classified. They even raided other properties of Trump's and the team hired by Trump found at least two items marked classified in the West Palm Beach, Florida storage unit. Basically, to me, all these politicians clearly do the same stuff. I know, I know. It's a no liberal soldier out there right now saying they're not the same, Charlemagne. Trump obstructed justice by not turning them over. Biden turned his over. Hey, man, relax. Okay, you don't have to make excuses for that man. All right. I know you don't want to tell the truth because you don't want to lose your invite to the White House Christmas party. But stop. All right, the hypocrisy surrounding this story is nuts. Listen how Trump was reported on when his documents were found. This is MSNBC. Listen. This is a big deal. What this shows, obviously, is that the FBI was able to convince a judge that there was probable cause to believe that there was evidence of a crime and that that evidence existed at this location, that they had to go and do this search. Um, you know, a big Fourth Amendment uh, intrusion into someone's property. There's been some speculation this relates to the case of the missing records from the National Archives. If you recall, there were reports that Trump took some records from the White House they shouldn't have taken. That's conceivably possible, but this is a, just a huge, huge step, uh, unprecedented in American history, perhaps, by the FBI. And so it's coming in the context of this other set of investigations involving Trump and election, seeking to overturn the election, people uh, close to him being called before the grand jury, lawyers who advised him being uh, targeted with their own warrants. So there's a lot going on in terms of law enforcement activity directed at the former president. Is Biden being investigated as a crime yet? Shouldn't it be? I mean, it really must suck to pledge allegiance to a party. Look, all you Democratic D-riders, please know D-riding has never been a suitable form of transportation. OK, Secretary Pete wouldn't even recommend that. All right. I know, you know, liberal soldiers are saying it's not the documents that are the problem. It's the obstruction. OK, Trump obstructs the justice by not turning the documents over when they ask. Sure, that was part of it. But don't sit here and play with our intelligence and act like y'all didn't make it seem like the actual documents were the problem. Y'all told us the classified documents were the issue because folks said they didn't know what was in the documents. People were saying, oh, it could be nuclear code. Or Trump could be selling classified information to foreign entities. It was all about the classified documents. Documents, but with Biden, folks are like, well, uh, classified info slips out from time to time. OK, it slips out often. It's the obstruction. That's the difference here. Making it seem like this situation with Biden isn't a big deal. Nah, man. Keep that same energy. OK, everyone has to keep that same energy from from liberal media to the DOJ. Everybody. OK, NBC News had a headline and uh, it was like the, the headline was the discovery of classified documents among Biden's papers is a bad look for the president. A bad look. Just a bad look. Two batches of classified documents found and it's just a bad look. When this happened to Trump last year, NBC News headlines were Intel offices will assess risk to national security from documents found at Trump's Magalago. This is what happens when political parties who are two wings of the same bird try to act morally better than the other. Listen, do I think Trump Republicans are fascists who want to destroy democracy as we know it? Yes. OK, but what did our ancestor Malcolm X say? Our ancestor Malcolm X said the white conservatives aren't friends of the Negro either, but they at least they don't try to hide it. 
All right, they are like wolves. They show their teeth in a snarl that keeps the Negro always aware of where he stands with them. But the white liberals, they're like foxes who also show their teeth to the Negro but pretend that they are smiling. All right, the white liberals are more dangerous than the conservatives. They lure the Negro, and as the Negro runs from the growling wolf, he flees into the open jaws of the smiling fox. That's what all these stories about Biden remind me of. A bunch of foxes smiling, trying to tell us that, no, 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 I know we got caught doing the same thing, but the difference is I turned my docs over, he didn't. Well, that's not what y'all was trying to make us believe about those wolves last year. All right, last year you told us the problem with those wolves with the classified documents. In fact, we have receipts from the president himself. Let's listen. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen. How one, anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that I mean names of people who helped, or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Joe Biden sounds like he's talking to the man in the mirror right now, doesn't he? <laughs> Those comments didn't age well. Look, all I want is legislation. I don't care about party pol politics. I'm voting for whoever cares about my issues and takes action for my issues. All you fools who cape for a particular party, you're all liars. Okay, you have to be by proximity. And the only reason we ask for consistency is because we just want y'all to admit how inconsistent you all really are. And that's why we the people don't trust none, none of y'all. Okay, please let Remy Ma give President Biden the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid mother are you dumb? All right. I, I, I refuse to be a no liberal soldier. All right. No liberal soldier. That's I thought what I, I told, told you. you. No liberal soldier. Were they dancing to that at the Christmas party when y'all went? <laughs> I felt, and watching uh, well, Kamala Don, was beatboxing? No, watching yeah. Don Lemon try to do the Cupid Shuffle was the funniest part of the How whole How the party. hell you Cupid Shuffle with no DJ? Had a band. Had a band. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, but thank you for that donkey today. Now, when we come back, let's talk all gender bathrooms. What's your opinion? How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. All right, 800-585-1051. We'll talk about it when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. 
the war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the God. Jason Lee is our celebrity guest host today. 
So we're asking, we're talking all gender bathrooms. Now, this conversation comes from Yellow Beezy. Yeah, Jason Lee brought this up earlier. I, did, I never heard this. Yeah, so uh, Yellow Beezy was actually in New York City, and this was the first time he's seen it. So let's, let's play the audio. In New York, this is legal. So <laughs> I just want to let y'all know, New York, you go to the restroom with men and women, and this is legal, and I'm... <laughs> So we're asking, what are your thoughts on all gender bathrooms? Now I'm 44 years old, so I'm old. Mm -hmm. Back in my day, yeah, yeah. all gender bathrooms were just called unisex bathrooms. Right. Correct. I'm, well, getting, like, I'm getting texts from people in New York right now who are listening saying that this was at the tunnel. It's, yeah, it was at the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, that's the first time I seen it was at the tunnel. But I will say this. Having kids is a, is a funny feeling, right? Because there's sometimes, I don't I don't know about you, so I have a nine-year-old. Sometimes I send my daughter into the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And if I send her into the bathroom, I would assume that there's only young girls her age or maybe moms in the bathroom. Yeah. I wouldn't assume that maybe there's males in the bathroom as well. So when it comes to kids... I see where people would have a problem. I get it. What do you think, Jay? I mean, I think right now, because the whole conversation about LGBTQ fairness mm -hmm. and, you know, equality and diversity and all that is just raise people's awareness of things like this. I mean, I've always been in restrooms since I've been in L.A. All the restrooms are unisex for the most part at the club. So I don't know. I, I don't see it as a problem. What do they think people are doing in these bathrooms? I, I, whenever I hear people say these things like, oh, man, well, what if you go in the bathroom and X, Y, Z is happening? I'm like... I don't think people are thinking like that. I think people that go in the bathroom are thinking just like you. They want to pee. Go to the bathroom. Or they want to do it number two. Right. That's it. <laughs> like, I mean, weird stuff could go down in a straight bathroom. Let's be very clear. Yeah, absolutely. You know, get, we we in all the we in the straight bathroom. So I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't see this issue. Technically, right? What's that? If it's men bathrooms and women bathrooms, isn't it more likely that some gay stuff would happen <laughs> yeah. in the bathroom with the same genders? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I'm just I just saying. don't see why it's an issue. I think I think because again we, we've over politicized the, the LGBT issues. Not not that that's right or wrong. I mean, you can have your own opinion. I think it just makes people more sensitive to it. Why you Why you drop all the letters though? How come when people that aren't from the community people aren't from the community say all the letters? Well, LGBTQ I, I because, something something because plus. Because I'll tell you. I can't say Let me see the list of words I can't say Okay I can't say <laughs> The one where I want I think we're messing it up Honestly We're making it more complicated For you all You all are then messing it up And the and media is picking up And then everybody's upset About everything I don't know I don't even know what AI is At this point It's LGBTQ No disrespect to everybody else But just you know There's Find one of those something. Round it off Oh they got AI in there now There's LGBTQUAI plus what? What's the yeah. A? I don't I? know the A or I or the plus. Those are people who are sexually attracted to robots. Artificial <laughs> right. intelligence. Shut That's up. Let's is. go to the phone lines, man. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hello? Hey, what's up? Who's this? Yeah. Hello? Hello? Hey, what's your name, bro? Uh, Akiri. All right, whatever. Uh, what do you think about all gender bathrooms? Whatever, whatever you, man. Nah, I just wanted to say, like, what? you know, it's weird. It's kind of weird because, like, I'm 30 years old. So the scene right now... Like, I'm so used to seeing, like, female in a male bathroom. Seeing, like, all together. And I know the whole unisex situation, but that's kind of rare. But to see it everywhere, it's just really different now. I guess people got it just like, you know, get used to it. That's all. Yeah, I would walk out if I saw a woman in the bathroom. Only because I'm used to that. Like, I've walked in women's bathrooms by mistake before. You see the woman, first thing you think, oh, I'm in the wrong bathroom. You know what I mean? So I would probably just walk out. 
But if, if it's a unisex bathroom, bathroom, it's you know you could be in the stall and and she could be in the stall next to you, or it, somebody could be in the stall next to you. Yeah. That's the whole well, purpose if of unisex. She's standing in the stall next to you. That's the, well, well, yeah. If she's standing in the stall next to you. That's the Big Papa video. <laughs> Y'all forgot about that Big Papa video. Remember the Big Papa video? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When the two guys appear and then the woman comes in and whips and out standing, yeah. and she pees right next to him. Yeah. Well, not the well, yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we I don't think she's a trans woman. I don't know what. Anyway, hello, who's this? Jason's here, ask him. You got to act. We don't have to act crazy. Yeah. Ask no, Jason. No, I love the fact that, like, <laughs> when I said that everybody started dancing around it, they pull up, too, and pull out. You right there, you got to pee? I mean, just because you're trans doesn't mean you have to go sit down. You could pull up and pee. I I'm wouldn't be uncomfortable. I, I would look. And the reason I would look, I'm going to tell you why I would look. I would look because I would have to make sure I see what I'm seeing. Because like, it would be like, it, it, you would just do it by nature. You don't think so? No, you stand next to a man, do you look? But I no, do. but I if a, a woman walks up to me and <laughs> Jason said, I do. I do. Well, Jason, we, I mean, it's just natural. It's just, I mean, I don't know. Look, our, our bathroom. And that's part of the problem why I think people don't want. But our bathroom, I mean, our, again, going back to the all male restrooms, there's some all male restrooms in LA that are in our community. It's a, it's a whole different experience. It's Kay. a different experience. Hold on. Jason will have to explain that. Okay, yeah. right? <laughs> that's now. the doors off the well, stall. <laughs> You old, well, hold on, K. Hold on, K. Hold on, K. We're going to get back to K. It's a whole other interesting conversation. Hold on, K. Ain't no doors on the stall. No, there's some bathrooms where you can't put a, you put a door on a stall in a gay, all gay bathroom. What? Yeah, that's problematic. Explain to me the guys that go in the bathroom and pull their pants down to pee. Okay, I'll be honest with you. There's sometimes I do that. I want to get on my Instagram. I just, you know, I, I just, I don't, I don't pants know. Pants to the floor? Just yeah. to stand up to pee? What? Ass out? Cheeks? Oh, stand up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, nah, that's some weird shit. Oh, Bro, okay. You talking about sit down to pee? Yeah, sometimes. You just sit down just to pee? Yeah, because I go out to read my phone. I'm on. Yeah, it's like yeah. going on. Yeah. Okay. All right, go back to K. <laughs> <laughs> Every kiss begins with K. Hey, K. Hey, K. Hi. Thank you for holding. Now, what do you um, think about I all... just want... Go ahead, Mama. I I think that they shouldn't have all gender bathrooms everywhere. Because when I take my four-year-old daughter to the bathroom, I don't want her looking over and seeing a grown man in the bathroom. Yeah, I mean, I That's said the it. same thing. I don't, I don't think it should be everywhere because when I do take my kids out and I take my kids and they got to go to the bathroom, I, I agree. agree. I agree with you. I agree. And this is an interesting conversation because I remember uh, some years ago when the, the conversations about uh, transgenders using the bathroom was happening and there was a lot of this. Mm -hmm. But nobody ever had the conversation, well, how do straight people feel about being in the bathroom with other straight people? Because it's the same thing, right? Like, I wouldn't want my daughters in the bathroom with grown men. So no fathers are taking their babies into a bathroom and changing their diapers or anything? Or is it but just a But they have the all-family bathroom. Yeah, they have the all-family bathroom. Yeah, they have the family bathrooms for that. Like, they have the bathrooms that tell you where the diaper changing tables are and everything. And I don't even think they're... They're not really bathrooms. They're just actual changing but stations. this is the evolution of bathrooms. Now we have a bathroom for everybody. What's wrong with it? I mean, I don't know why we have to sexualize the peeing and... and Going number two experience. Jason just said what I was trying to say. I right. can't say the word. I couldn't. I, I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't put together the words. But that's what, what you just said. The What's sexualization yeah. of peeing and dookieing. Yeah, that's all it is. So when yeah. I so what do you expect to happen in the bathroom? I'm going in the bathroom to pee. I mean, like this conversation is making me literally look at bathrooms with like red lights and smoke, and I that's mean, like yes. it's a bathroom. Yeah. Well, bathroom here is too far. I just want to tell you that. If, if any of our iHeart listening, the bathroom is too Definitely far from the studio. Yeah, it's too far from the studio. It is far. By the way, I've never walked to a bathroom and seen any couple having sex. I have. Oh, I, yeah, I have. Yeah, I don't, yeah you don't go out, though. You don't go to uh, yeah, right. You go out a little bit more. You, yeah, you see that. Yeah. But 800-585-1051. We're talking all gender bathrooms. What's your thoughts? Call us up. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it, man. I like it. I like it. I like it. That you know me. You know me. 
opinion to the breakfast club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Jason Lee. He's our guest host this morning. We're talking all gender bathrooms. Now, this conversation came from Yellow Beezy. Uh, Jason Lee reported this in the rumors, and this is what he said. In, in New York, this is legal. So, <laughs> I just want to let y'all know, New York, you go to the restroom with men and women, and this is legal, and I'm, <laughs> I'm appalled. That's fair. I'm ain't appalled. I'm appalled. <laughs> Family now. Yeah, I'm just. It, it just is regular. It just they just want you to really just get lifted up and. I guess I don't understand this. And you and this is completely legal, right? So we're getting your opinions, taking your calls. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Barefoot Randy. Randy, what's up, bro? What, what's your opinion? Uh, I think they're fine, man. Like we've been, we've had them for a long time at the music venue that I work at. Well, play music band, play music at. Sorry. Okay, so what you think they're fine? And, yeah, it works pretty well. Works pretty well. I like the girls, you know, where the girls go more because it's a little cleaner. I got right. you. But now let me ask you this. <laughs> would, would a woman feel comfortable going to the bathroom? Because if a woman's trying to go to the bathroom, like you said, to pee or poop, and there's guys in there, guys are going to holler. So does it make it feel uncomfortable because women won't get their privacy? Why do you think guys are going to holler? Guys holler anywhere. Depends how that poop smell. Yo, shut up, I don't man. care how pretty Hilarious. you are. If you go in that bathroom and blow it up, ain't nobody gonna try to holler at you. Pretty V has the worst farts ever. On Wildin' Out, she would come <laughs> into hair and makeup and just fart. And and that ruined our relationship for a couple seasons. That's yes. why she pooped on TV. Is she? Remember when V pooped remember, on TV? Yeah. No. Oh, she pooped somewhere, remember? It was on a, on a, on a reality show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she pooped on a reality show, yeah. Really? I love you, V. Yeah, she was love mad that too. we spoke about it, yeah. Don't love those parts, though. <laughs> Is it that bad? Oh, my God. It's the worst. And she felt comfortable just doing it? She would walk up to you and do it while you're getting your wow. hair cut, yeah. Wow, I'm going to text her right now and say, why are you farting on people, yo? <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yo, this Andre from Virginia, man. What's up, bro? We're talking about all gender bathrooms. What's your opinion? There ain't nothing wrong with it, really, because... See, they've been had all the bathrooms, if you think about it, because when we was coming up, they had unisex bathrooms. Right. So, you just go in the bathroom, and as long as it got a lock on it, just lock the door. So, either man or woman could always go in a, in a, in a single stall bathroom. Are you talking about single? You talking about single store bathroom? One bathroom where you got to go in and out. Well, I think we're talking more he about said unisex though. Or bathrooms he where did. it's like it's, it's yeah. a bunch of stalls and it's either men or women, whatever you identify as. Do they have the stalls you can stand up and pee in in the unisex bathrooms? I really don't remember. Yeah, you, you don't remember back in the day they had the unisex, they had the stall in the toilet. I walked in the bathroom one time and seen a dude trying to do a dookie in the uh, stall on the wall. The what? stall that you stand up to pee, he was sitting on the stall on the the tray, like a tray, the tray. No, yeah, you know, you know when the you urinal, were, the urinal. He he was trying to dookie in the urinal. Where was this? V twelve in Columbia, South Carolina. And what did you do? I walked back out. <laughs> I walked in and I walked literally right back out. Literally, you I know, the, this conversation really started happening when they started trying to change the logos on the front of the, the bathrooms. Remember when they were first it was men, women, yep. and then it was the print symbol. <laughs> it was no print symbol. It is the print symbol. I don't know what that symbol, symbol was. It yeah. is the print symbol. That little damn print symbol, man. <laughs> what is it then? It is. A, it it's was, the print symbol. Yeah, it's a symbol. But anyway, what's the moral of the story? If there is a moral, man. I'm going to the bathroom and French is in there. God bless the dead. If I gotta go number two, I would do it at your house. I would do it really? at any What? That's so disrespectful. I think once you now, once you get to forty years, I don't know about y'all, but forty. Once I turn forty, I stop. I didn't care about none of that. That's so I will crazy. Blow your you bathroom up. So you would come, go to the, you would go poop in the White House. Did I go to the bathroom at the White? Yeah, absolutely. 
You gotta have certain guest bathrooms for people that wanna poop. I think pooping at somebody's house is so disrespectful. I ain't gonna say what guests, but on my show, a guest brought their security, and they, there was three bathrooms in our studio, and, and two bathrooms were being used, and there was one in my room, and they go, "Kai, use that bathroom?" I'm like, yeah. Like, you sure? I'm like, yeah. Went in there and blew the paint off the wall. On which show? The Jason Lee show? Yeah, in my studio. You've only had one guest so far. No, I have not. I did five interviews last week. Oh, they haven't yeah. come out yet. No, not yet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got you, got you. All yeah, right. now that was disrespectful. All I thought right. you were talking about Cardi security. But you already promoted yeah. Cardi's coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we got rumors of the way what we're talking about. Oh, Odell Beckham. Him getting kicked off the plane, and now there's video that just dropped. Uh, and then also, we got to talk about your show, too. We didn't yeah. mention your show. No, it's okay. I'm I here just for mentioned today the Jason Lee show. No, you got to talk about it. What other guests oh. he interview when it comes on, all that other good Let's stuff. Let's do it. We can do that. All right, we'll do that next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the God. Hey. Celebrity guest host today is Jason Lee. Jason, good morning. Good morning. What are we talking about in the rumors? Yo, we're going to talk about Odell Beckham uh, getting kicked off the plane. Uh, but before that, I want to talk about the WGA Awards. All right, let's get to it next. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty uh, patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. On The Breakfast Club. All right. So, the, so if you don't know what WGA is, it's a really big thing with a bunch of white people. And there's black people in there, too. <laughs> the Writers Guild um, has revealed its nominees in the categories of TV, new media, news, radio, audio, and promotional writing. And there's a lot of people nominated. I'm going to go through the list, but there's only one uh, one group that I'm, I'm voting for. But Who's that? Let's go. If, if I get to vote. All right. So Full Frontal with Samantha B on TBS is nominated. Full Jimmy Frontal. Jimmy Kimmel Live. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. He's nominated. Uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers. Uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Don't know what that is. Never watched it. Mm -hmm. The Problem with John Stewart. Stephen Colbert presents Tune In Out on uh, the News. But Hell of a Week. Hell of a Week with Charlemagne the Guy. I know that guy is nominated. Hey, drop a bomb for Charlemagne. Yeah, man. Hell of a Week is nominated uh, at the WGAs for Best Comedy Variety Talk Series. And you know what? I believe we should win because... We are a great show, and because we black. Okay. <laughs> okay. I second it's, that. It's a great show, and I was on that show. Jason Lee was on there. Yeah. You know what I mean? How do I vote? I don't know how this works. <laughs> I think you could really be a writer. Oh, yeah. Cause yeah. I write? Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, salute to the writers, salute to Cynthia Barnwell, Josh Lee, Charles McBee, uh, Dan McCoy, Andre Thompson, and myself, my writer's room. We should win because everyone in that room is dope, and we diverse. You know, we are all black room. Josh is Jewish, Dan is white, and, you know... We should win for that reason and that reason alone. I ain't mad at you. It's Why like, do you want to give an award to another white man or white woman? Y'all do that all the time. It's a fun set, too. You've had a hell of a year. And I, I love, you know, your evolution has allowed me to feel some level of freedom that I can evolve to. Of course. Jason, come on. But I ain't ready right now. Let's talk about Odell Beckham. Right, let's we go. had that conversation a few years ago at Tiffany's birthday party? Yeah, now we have the same therapist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> true. That is very true. Shout out to him. All right, yeah, but look, Odell Beckham. Now, look, I have to be very careful because Odell Beckham is the only celebrity to ever rush me. What? Rush you. <laughs> he's a football player rush, you know. Oh, God. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, he attacked me, but he's evolved since then. Huh? But some would say, given what's happening now, that maybe the evolution has I hate when Jason does him. this. He speed, he'll say something, and he's, it's so good, and then he speeds past You want me to tell you what happened first? Yes. With me, I'd or? rather hear your story yeah. than this other story. <laughs> yeah, we know no, that story. This is what rumor, rep- no. what rumor reports right. should be. So, Bring the music down a little bit. Let's so go. I was a big fan of Odell Beckham. I'm, I'm a big fan now, but I was a big fan then before I knew who he was, uh, personally. And me and Floyd went out to a club one night, and I saw him sitting there, so I told him, yeah, put us at the table next to Odell so we sit next to him and we get to talking you know he's a little lit we're lit I get his number because we're all- <laughs> okay 
All right. Yo, what, even, really, look, look at the list. You yeah, cannot yeah, say that word. He said he wasn't trying to sleep yeah. with any of the script. Yeah, okay. I wasn't. No, they was on. But anyway, so we text Odell, and you know he didn't show up. And then later on, when I went to Wildin' Out, they wanted to book him on the show. So I was texting him like, "Yo, you should come on the show." He said, "Yeah, I'm gonna come on." You know, but my man's got to come on too. So we're texting about him and his man's coming on. And then uh, somebody walked up as I was talking to the executive producers. And I was trying to show off that I had his number. I would book him, but uh, I I said, "Yo, Odell's coming." The person dancing, Dan. He said, "No, he's not," because he told me he's not coming. So when we looked at the phone numbers, I was texting a number to a friend of my, a friend of his that he had given me. So the oh, whole time damn. I was texting Odell, I was really texting the friend. So at that point, I got in my feelings. I told my team, you know, go ahead, post whatever you want, Odell. And we posted some stuff about him when he was in bed with some woman. And then the woman at the time was in bed with some cocaine. And it, I guess it messed up the money. Mm-hmm. So Odell caught me in public. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Amber Rose at a bar. And he saw me and rushed me and uh, knocked all the bottles over. It was a mess. But we ended up... Uh, yeah, it was. It was. He a put his hands on you. Well, he didn't put his hands on me, but he pushed me up against the bar, and knocked all the bottles down, which brought made everybody look at us. And I just thought, like any straight man that gets into an argument with me in public, there should be mm-hmm. context because everybody's gonna think it's a breakup. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna play into it. <laughs> so you would you go? You go? Oh. <laughs> no, I What'd just you do? how you do it. How you do it? Say that again, Charlemagne. How, how would you, you do it? He pushed you against the bar. Yeah, well, it wasn't in a sexual way, Charlemagne. But <laughs> you, you, then I seen Chris Brown to the right, so I'm trying to think now. What is my escape plan? Because Chris, we had written a story about Chris at the time, congratulating him on, on missing his daughter's birthday party. Oh man! And so I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to look too soft, you know. So I, I took my time getting out, but I was definitely getting towards the exit. Mm-hmm. Got to the exit, and I saw Odell, and he was looking at me again, and I just kind of said I at the time I gasped him I said what's up sis you know just see you play too much see you play too much Jason you play too much well he rushed me again now I see why he's successful though I know he's successful on the on he's the fast film. Yeah, he, he's fast yeah he rushed me again then knocked my phone out of my head we were on the phone on the ground fighting like crawling to get the phone in pu- this was in public by the way I never will understand why you go out why? <laughs> Why did you, you have security? Like, he didn't have yeah. security. I couldn't afford it then. I definitely got. I got a lot of security now, and I will say, you know, he's evolved a lot. In in part, I mean, since he's had a kid, and I mean, with time, mm-hmm. he's evolved. And he, you we needed an that. offensive line, man. Football players <laughs> need to get to line. No, it'd be the huddle that'll get us all in trouble. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> but but me and Odell have grown past that. He's actually you know we're in a good place now. But I, I actually respected the fact that he 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 took matters into his own hands and my phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but now he's uh, people are uh, talking about this video that's posted about him uh, getting kicked off this plane. We saw him getting escorted off a plane uh, in Miami, but now the video's footage is uh, uh, hit the internet, and this is what it's saying. The airlines called for you, sir. What's this stuff? Yeah, they're on. Are they on now? Yeah. yeah. Still working out before? No. You want them to pass the shaking them to pass the ball down if you don't want him to fly, that's a decision that you guys are going to have to make. But, you know, you tell the captain, and then we'll, we'll get him out. But that's something that you guys got to make. And I don't really say anything wrong. He just responded to know where he's at. We need to come back. We're going to have to deport everybody. Ever in my life, get off the phone for you. You don't wait 40 minutes, and I'm going to be on a private plane home. Enjoy the cheese board on the way home. That airplane story is a nothing burger in comparison to Odell Beckham Jr. and Jason Lee playing flag football in a bar with Amber Rose and Chris Brown. Could you yeah. imagine that? No, uh, Jay Z was there too, by the way. What? Yeah, this was at Belly's birthday I don't party. Jay Z doesn't associate. He with was such. He, he was there. You know, Jesus. But yeah, I, I, they're saying that he didn't want to put a seatbelt on and that he didn't have any pants on. I don't believe that. 
In the bar? No, on this, no, this on, on plane. this plane. Come on, oh, man. He switched. Oh, what? <laughs> no, no, they said he walked in with they said he walked in with shorts <laughs> on, on and when he sat down he had his pants on, but they said he was sleeping and she was trying to wake him up and he was knocked out and, and you he can't wear with, shorts on the plane? They said he had well, shorts and the pants. He, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. I think I really think they're just overplaying it. And then to kick everybody off the plane for Odell Beck, I mean that that's just that's problematic. I would have been an upset passenger if they had did that to me. Well, they told Odell to get off the plane, and they, they said, Odell, if you don't get off, we have to take everybody off this plane. So Odell was like, all right, fine, I'm not getting off. So they took everybody off the plane, and as people were leaving, they were saying, Odell, you're an idiot. You're an ass for not getting off the plane. And he you know, went back and forth. But I think they did too. that to make him look crazy. I, Absolutely. Th- I think they, it was a setup. I don't, Does he have a lawsuit? I don't know. Mm. All right, well, that is Jason with the T. Jason Lee with the T. Where did you get this Jason with the T thing from? No, Jason I like Lee that. with the T. He but said it's it crazy. Earlier. On my new show, that's one of our segments. Jason with the T? Yeah. Jason Lee the with the T. With Jason Lee, yeah. Okay. All right. Now, when we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix Don't Move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code ENVY for a special offer when you sign up. That's code ENVY. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the God. Jason Lee is here. He's our celebrity guest host today and tomorrow. That's right. Now, Charlemagne, you got a positive note, bro? I do, man. And, you know, me and Jason was talking about, uh, you know, evolution earlier. This is a conversation that, you know, I have often, but I, I do remember at, at Tiffany Haddish's 40th birthday, me and Jason, I don't, I don't even know how we was having this deep conversation at a damn party. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, you know, Jason said, what did you say? I gave you the freedom to evolve or something you like did. that? You did. Yeah, but you, you at the party, the way we got in the deep conversation, you looked at me and you said, why are you always frowning? <laughs> why yeah. you always look mad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my, my the positive note is if you can't change it, change your attitude. You know, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. Change is painful, but nothing is as painful as staying stuck, okay, somewhere you don't belong. So those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. So I'm glad uh, myself and Jason Lee have changed their minds about some things in our life. Breakfast club, bitches! Do y'all finish or y'all done? Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy 
taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.